I always enjoy looking at my notes for the episode, and anytime I have just a one-word note, this week I just have the note, Jason. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Sounds like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Like, uh, Friday the 13th. Uh-huh. Even worse. <laughs> He's even more of a monster. <laughs> It's Wednesday night, and we are here in Rachel's apartment, which must mean it's Starformers night. Welcome to Rebels and Robots, episode 33, with Cameron and... Rachel. This is our weekly chat about Star Wars and... Transformers. Every time. Every time. I always forget. I say the line, and I'm done. If someone only ever listened to this podcast and never ever talked to you in real life... They would uh, think that you pronounce Transformers with an R before the T. They would think because you always go to say Trans- robots, right? Is that what <laughs> you? You're, so it sounds like it all sounds like we're ro- ro- Transformers. <laughs> ro- Transformers. Um, if you're new to the pod, uh, welcome. Uh, this is a weird place to jump in, but we're happy to have you. We uh, have a weekly topic. Uh, this week we will be talking about Ahsoka episode three. And before that, we always talk about news and recent thoughts. Rachel is a lot better at collecting news than me, but I did a quick search on Google just now uh, for Transformers news, and there's some a lot of minor news I thought was a lot of fun, yeah. so we'll, we'll cover that. But Rachel, start us off. What news or recent thoughts do you have? This is aggressively local for us. Um, I just found out the university I work for is doing a politics of Star Wars class this semester oh, in their political science. That's um, fun. And because my coworker mentioned it to me, um, she was like, you should audit it. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> well, wouldn't, wouldn't that be fun? Well, you wouldn't have anything to do. There's not going to be any content. They're just going to sit silently because there's no politics in Star oh, Wars. Oh, of course. Rachel. Yeah, there's no politics in Star, Star Wars. Star Wars is totally political free. At least the original yeah, six are. Absolutely. Maybe, yeah, especially the, ori- oh, especially maybe the original trilogy. That was, Disney, that was in no way. Yeah. Maybe Disney injected its politics into it and made it, but... Uh, <laughs> George Lucas had no political opinions whatsoever. No, not at There's all. There's no real world political parallels no, in Star Wars. No, not at all. We cannot start off this sarcastic. This is ridiculous. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be legitimately fun. I would... I would take that class. Now, see, the flip side of that is, for me in college, I oftentimes really enjoyed hearing the opinions of professors. Um... I did not enjoy hearing the opinions of my former, my uh, fellow cat classmates. I just... uh, See, I feel like the class is probably more designed to just be a look at the politics of the time and mm, what inspired them. That's what I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be. I I would be... I mean, especially any professor who'd want to teach that, I'd be fascinated to hear what they have to say. Prequel trilogy. And then then it turns out they're a sequel trilogy denier, and I have to, like, fight them every week about Last Jedi. (laughs) Remember, I've talked about... I kind of repressed this. The instructor that, like, embarrassed me... Well, he didn't really embarrass me. I was more embarrassed for him for picking a fight with a college student about this, that I said I enjoyed The Last Jedi, and he said it was anti-woman of me. Did I ever tell you this? That's some BS. Oh my gosh, yeah. So it, it had just come out, I think that year, or the year before, or maybe year... The movie came, came out in 2017. December 2017. This was fall, fall 2019. Okay, so it had been almost two years. And I we started talking about it, and I said, 
I love The Last Jedi. And this is like at the end of class. So, but it was a class I wasn't like structured. And he like kind of went off on a tangent in front of everybody about how it was anti-woman of me and how the treatment of of women and I'm flabbergasted. The actors and actresses colors. Now, I'm not saying it is a perfect film. And I do not love a lot of choices that were made by most like Disney executives putting pressure. <laughs> I do not love that. I'm going to, I do not, but nonetheless, the, the story is that this instructor, he was like, that's anti-woman of you in front of the entire class. And I was like, bro. That's ridiculous. That's bro. What? That's the epitome of toxic Star Wars culture. I was like, I was, I was like stunned. I, it wasn't even until afterward that I was actually, cause like it was a moment where I was, I'm like in the moment and I'm thinking, is this really happening? Yeah. I'm really... The absolute audacity. (laughs) Yeah, and I didn't argue because, first of all, I'm not having that argument and I wanted to leave. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. That's like, once someone says something that makes them so clearly unopened to conversation and and debate or like just reason... Like, anytime Mm -hmm. someone does something so unreasonable... The only correct choice is just not engage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and like later I texted a classmate who I'm who I was friends with and I was like, was that weird? And she's like, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And I have a, so I have, what am I for? So that would be the worst kind of professor yeah, to take a Star Wars class under. My, Someone and, who just has no regard for anyone else's yeah. opinion. And my, my coworker hates The Last Jedi. Literally hates it. I told him, I told him this story and he was like jaw dropped. Because when we like movies, the other doesn't, we just poke fun at each other. Mm-hmm. he wouldn't yeah so that's yeah that would not have been a fun professor to um have that class with so so yeah so that would be a good class conditionally yes i think i think the best way to approach teaching a star wars class these days would be you'd have to say especially something like that that's talking about the history of it you'd have to say we are not going to get wrapped up in our personal opinions about star wars we all agree we're here to mm. talk about yeah. star wars and learn about it but we are going to discuss it from like a third person perspective. Yep. No first person of in allowed. Just no because first. it would just it just devolves it devolve. endlessly. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the only way you could approach it. Regardless, because yeah. I would I think what what makes our podcast work so well is that we We're are open to everything perfect. Star Wars. I'm kidding. No, not all. <laughs> I'm kidding. Like, we are open to Big almost kidding. anything Star Wars. Willing to take it even if we don't like it we're willing to like engage with it and act like it exists and are just like we recognize that the people behind it are human for better or for worse we recognize that there are people behind it that are fixated on money and there are people behind it that are artists and it doesn't have to be this extreme back and forth um and i think that's really helpful with a show like ahsoka which we will be talking about later because it's it's a mixed bag so far um what um okay so we'll, we'll, we'll do a little transformers uh we're obviously going to be very star wars heavy the next uh month or so but um cameron's putting I, off more g1 episodes as long as he can <laughs> <laughs> um so i just did a quick transformers google search and went to the new section and um recently a uh, new video game called armored core 6 if you never played armored core they're a classic series of mech video games like mech suits or like giant mechs and in the game, you can... Take a shot every time Cameron says mechs this episode. <laughs> I'll mech you. Uh, you can kind of make Optimus Prime in the game. I'll show a picture to Rachel here. 
And like, there's lots of games where you can create your own character and you can give them colors. But what makes it official oh. is you can actually have an uh, Autobot logo on his chest. Oh, that's cute. So I think it's kind of fun that you can, in this mech that's game, you can cute. build your own uh, Optimus Prime. Or effectively, you can make any Autobot you wanted, uh, theoretically. So I thought that was really fun. Yeah. Um, little, little, little tidbit from the video gaming world. Little tidbit. What else you got, Rachel? Um, Star Wars did post their official uh, timeline. On Star Wars, they posted an official of their nine eras, like in like an order. Because I know we've all seen it in like the actual timeline version. This is actually a much better condensed version, if you ask me. Okay, is this like new? Because I know that they released like they they announced the eras. Yep. Earlier this year. Yeah, but they just recently posted. Does this, this include like the numbers? Um, what do you mean numbers? Like BBY? No. Okay. Uh, well, so what is, what is new about this? Um. Well, they're, they've confirmed when the Old Republic takes... Which I guess that was very hard to... But the nine eras are Dawn of the Jedi, which is uh, 25,000 years before mm-hmm. Phantom Menace. That's when one of the new movies is coming out. The Old Republic, the High Republic, Follow the Jedi, and it's um, divided uh, Star Wars projects and shows into um, the eras. Fall of the Jedi, Reign of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, New Republic, Rise of the First Order, and New Jedi Orders. Um, it's very, it's ba- it's, it is basically, you know, what you would expect, the normal. Um, the ones that I saw were interesting. Um, is, th- really, this is just effective, like, categorizing the media. Yes. Like, just like, when does this book, comic book, video game, movie, TV show, et cetera, what region, what era does it take place in? Yes, but some of the things that I think is interesting that they include is in Reign of the Empire, they included Vader Immortal, which is a Star Wars VR game series. That is interesting. Um, I think the, the one in here that I question is Age of the Rebellion, which is just like a nine, a five, no, nah, uh, sorry, nine year stint from five years before episode four to four years after episode four. Mm-hmm. So effectively that's like Rebels, Rogue One, probably Kenobi, the three original films. Then mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And like, that's just a weird time to classify in my mind. They put Battlefront 2 and Squadrons in uh age of rebellion and then they have are we looking at the same thing um i'm looking at like an article that's breaking it down i'm not looking oh, at okay. that graphic i'm looking, I was at, looking a, at the graphic article um and then new republic is of course mandalorian boba fett and ahsoka and then rise of the first order which was interesting um that's one year <laughs> <laughs> um Gosh, which was with oh man, there was oh yes, so it's Star Wars Resistance, which is a show we haven't watched. And I just <laughs> said that we recognize all Star Wars. <laughs> That's one I have no intention. Y- hey, which one do you want to watch first? Um, Star Wars Resistance or Young Jedi Adventures? Mm. 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 Anyways, um, so uh, Rise of the First Order includes Star Wars Resistance, The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. And you want to know what else they include? Star Wars, um, Adventures of Galaxy's Edge. Uh-huh. I was about to guess is, Galaxy's Edge. Which yeah. is a the book? Disney Park. And is it, isn't there like a book though? There is a book about it, yes. But yes, uh, Galaxy's Edge is canon. Well, they can't include yeah. the they can't include the starship anymore. 
since that hotel didn't oh. work out. But it's still <laughs> technically canon, so. Okay, yeah, so that's that, that terminology can be useful. Um, another bit of Transformers news. Um, this is not really news, but just like it's relatively recent, and I thought it was kind of interesting. Something I would have liked to have seen included in the movie could have been interesting. I figured out that there's a line of toys for the new film called um, Beast Alliance. Mm-hmm. Where pretty much you have an Autobot and a Maximal. Maximal being the good guys who could turn into animals. The, in the Autobot animals. Yes, exactly. And um, these two, you'd get one of each and they would come together and they could be transformed together. Mm. You could um, mm. pretty much take the animal and the animal would become an additional weapon for the Autobot. I'm going to do that with my cat. So here you have <laughs> uh, you have RC oh. and the a wolf and the wolf like becomes like shoulders and a a knife and so you have various transformers that could be put together it's gonna be me and athena she's gonna be my extended weapon i don't know so that would have been i think a kind of cool element in the movie is if like you see the maximals Mm -hmm. and the autobots like transform into something new combiners yeah exactly um so just a a small thing look it up they're kind of cool images uh they're called beast alliance and i think it um would have been the toys exist. I think it would have been a cool additional element to the movie mm-hmm. just to give it some energy. Mm-hmm. I think the movie, I think we both admit now or, or agree that there was missing elements, just like not necessarily missing, just like it needed but something. But it's not the worst. <laughs> no, it's not. Film. But it's also not the best either. And it, it could have used a little more creativity at segments of the film. And mm-hmm. that would have, I think, given it some some fun energy. Just like go silly. There, We all know it's a toy commercial. Go, Just go all out. Give us some fun stuff. Anyways, what else you got, Rachel? So we missed... So I thought I caught this last episode, but I wasn't sure. It's either... I believe it's episode two um, when Balin's scroll is on Cetos. Um, uh, (laughs) Anyways, when Balin's scroll is on Cetos, he looks up to the sky. And I thought I saw this, but I couldn't really confirm it. As he's looking up, you just barely see a purgle in the clouds. Oh yeah, and I thought I thought nice. I saw this last week, but I, I genuinely thought I was I was reaching, like I was like, ah, nope, that's just me wishful thinking. Uh huh. Um, there you go, little nice little uh, foreshadowing for this episode. Um, I'm just gonna give you an out of ca- context headline and not elaborate any further. Transformers star Josh Dumal may be the face of North Dakota. But he's also proud of Minnesota ties. One of the news do you have, Rachel? Wow. Um, so many questions. Um, hey, uh, the Mandalorian is coming to Blu-ray. Huh. After Disney Great. was like, we're not going to do physical copies. They are. Other things are like Loki and WandaVision. But Mandalorian is going to come to Blu-ray. So. Cool, cool. At least that one. Um, here are some Old Republic references that we saw so far in Ahsoka. So we talked about the ISION last week, um, which is, uh, what they're calling the hyperspace ring. Um, uh, there's an Old Republic Sith Lord named Darth Sion, spelled the same way, which is interesting. Mm, yeah. The star map, um, the circular thing is, the circular star map is the same design from Knights of the Old Republic. Very similar star map. Um, oh, and yeah, then, that was a. I remember that element of that game. And then, of course, the HK assassin droids. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, 
I I saw this picture. Some people have been posting um, pictures of Ray, uh, Balin Scrolls actor, like with the cast behind the yeah, scenes. Yeah, Ray um, uh, Stevenson. It's Ray Stevenson. Yeah, and he he passed away in May. We talked about this, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I you know, obviously there are lots of people who work in an environment where they don't like their coworkers. But if, if you've ever had a job past minimum wage, we work for a longer period of time with people, you tend to bond with a good amount of them. Mm-hmm. And so I think it, it seems to be relatively common that actors and people on a set, you know, there's, there's a camaraderie there. You're working together. You're, you're doing make-believe. You're having fun. I would you're in love fun my costumes. coworkers if I was on a Star Wars set. Yeah. They probably wouldn't love me. I'd be annoyed. And yeah. so knowing that one of them passed away, it, it does seem like a, a sad element. Well, especially two months before the show even airs. Yeah. He never even got to see the show. No. Um the, you know the second the first or second episode was dedicated to him it's um yeah so that, that's nice that they have those photos yeah. of them together um, he seems like a big lovable guy he really does like he just he just has a that's a nice smile like that is yeah. a man i would feel safe approaching <laughs> um let me know when you have all your news i have one last thing before okay, we get well, to our so this review. is uh well Rachel i have is laughing because <laughs> Athena is playing with a straw. <laughs> the finer things for uh-huh. her. I have a TikTok uh, of a cool reference, and then uh, my mom watched Ahsoka, so we're gonna talk about some of the things she sent me. Okay. Um. So this is interesting. This is not something I knew. This is about uh Balin Scroll and Hati in Shin Hati. Names are Balin Skull and Shin Hati, which is significant because Skull and Hati are the names of the wolves in Norse mythology who chase the sun and the moon across the sky in hopes of devouring them. Just like these two hunt a star map, a star map lined with loath wolves to chart their course across the stars. Their names are... That's that's really it. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, Am I surprised that Dave Filoni, who really (laughs) likes wolves, named uh, his two villains after two wolves from Norse mythology? Absolutely not. Shocked Pikachu face. <laughs> that's all I can say. Shocked Lothwolf face. <laughs> um, I I'll do a shout out. Uh, a friend of mine, Kendall. He's an amateur filmmaker. He does kind of just does his own thing. Um, on on YouTube, makes various little short films. And he texted me this week and asked. He said, "I'm gonna do experimental short film about a guy listening to a podcast. Can I use an episode of Rebels and Robots?" <laughs> Always got so, a lot to choose from. Uh, we're gonna be in my friend Kendall's short film um, at some point in the future. This is our big break. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you need to, we'll have to see which episode he chooses. Um, yeah, that is that will be interesting. He'll probably just do the most recent one, I would guess. But um, oh, we gotta make it good. Um, should, I don't know when he's recording he it. Do so. the nevertheless uh, montage that Megan made. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I have I have something related to that too. So this will and also uh, tease here at some point. I would. I don't know if you have anything that falls under this. I don't know if it would be worth. But I have a story I'm wanting to tell at some point about any sort of fan creations we've ever made. And Kendall and I have a short film that we made that relates strongly to Star Wars. I'm not gonna tell say anything else about it. So this is a a time to bring up a tease for a story I might tell at some point. Do you have, you have any, like, fan stuff you would talk about? Drawings? Mmm. That's a very suspicious, very rigorous <laughs> Let the past no. die. Killed if you have to. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, what else you got? Um, so, some, some, some 
texts from my mom. <laughs> my mom's comment on Age of Extinction because we were asking about the sleeve rolling thing that uh, Cade was doing the whole time. And my mom... My Not mom, Cade. Uh, Kelsey Grammer's character. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You're right. Um, I can't read. <laughs> And so uh, she's a librarian. And so she said, I wonder if Bay included that thinking it would be, quote, for the ladies. Um, <laughs> That's possible. She, she said in some romance novels, there are scenes where women comment on a man's forearms, but they have to be nicely muscled, dot, dot, dot. Um, reference Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> <laughs> um, my mom also has watched the first two episodes of Ahsoka. Um, and I, well, she goes, can I just watch Ahsoka from where I am in the shows? I said, yes, just ask you if you have questions. Okay. Remind me who is Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> Name rings a bell. Someone from Rogue One, question mark. And I, I just gave a quick um, brief of who Ezra is. Um, also, as watching Ahsoka, uh, there's a cat thing. Uh-huh. The loath cat. Um <laughs> She said this about the end of season or the end of episode one. Got herself killed, stubborn girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She finished second episode, asked who are the witches. So I briefly explained um, the uh, Dathomir witches. So that was funny. Um, What else? She she sent me something else that I can't remember. I swear I found it unless I misread unless I misread it. Um, oh yeah, uh, she my mom also watched the first two episodes of Star Wars Rebels this weekend. The first two episodes, yeah, Star Wars Rebels. <laughs> um, <laughs> when you when you said that, she said that. She asked, can I watch it from where I'm at in the shows? I thought that she had watched at least one no. season of Rebels. <laughs> no. Wow. This, like, this show, uh, to me, even if it, like, like literally. My mom watched, has watched all of Mando, I think an episode of Kenobi. <laughs> watched the first episode and a half of Book of Boba Fett and then skipped to the last episodes with Mando. Wow. My mom loves Grogu a that's, lot. That's fun. Um, but so I can't, I just would be interested to hear probably towards the end of the show after everything's wrapped up. If your mom was able to connect with these characters because mom, are you listening your to this? three <laughs> lead characters so far mm-hmm. as far as heroes, Hera, obviously Ahsoka and Sabine are firmly established pre-existing characters. It's not like they were in a comic or a book. Like they have, Ahsoka has been in three Four different shows, if you include Boba Fett. Um, she, Hera and Sabine are both main characters of a four-season Rebels. The show just, like, dramatically assumes you already like these characters and know about them. Mm-hmm. So I'd be interested to hear how effective this show is if you have no idea who they are. Yeah. She said, I know who Ezra is now. Separate <laughs> text. And is that the Jed- is that Jedi the one you love so much? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love Ezra. What else? That's it. That is it. Okay. So I have a bit of fan content. So a few weeks back, uh, Megan sent us a edit she had made of us saying, uh, nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> it was 90% Cameron. <laughs> yeah, it was mostly me, but you were in there Did too. Did we have one Caleb say it? I don't think. No. Oh, that would have been so. really funny. And that was from the first like 29 episodes. Well, she found something from last week's episode, and I'm just going to play it for you. Um, the title of this 
audio slash video is called Wonderwall Hears Anyways. Welcome to Rebels and Robots episode 32. I don't know how to word it. Anyways. So, anyways. 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 So, anyways. 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 You went back to see toes. Why <laughs> so oh that's my gosh, a that's very good. funny bit of fan uh, art. I feel very there. represented right now. Fan content. Yeah, so you really got overrepresented I, in that one. I, you got I, got. I, I did, so I thanks got for that, got. Megan. That gave me a good laugh. Cameron, can you grow a mullet? <laughs> <laughs> Megan, can the next episode be the amount every time I've told Cameron to leave? <laughs> Mm, that's that's gonna oh, be quite a few times i think compilation of every time we say big stretch <laughs> <laughs> um so oh i did not um so something i was going to talk about before we got into this week's uh talking about this week's episode of ahsoka something i listening back to last week's episode i realized if you've never seen anything with hera or ahsoka if you don't know those characters we talked heavily about them being in lots of makeup because they are alien species, but we didn't really talk about what they look like, which is not a huge deal. But if we're talking about this, we're going to talk about the show for another month and a half. I thought it would be good for viewers to have a, at least a broad description of what these two characters look like. Google. Um, well, yeah, you can Google if you want, <laughs> but um, if you're too lazy to Google, which like most people listening to a podcast are, um, we, we spent like, Dang. Hey, I listen to a lot of hey. podcasts. I'm talking about myself. Wow. Um, we We're spent like lose five, our three, lose, our three listeners. We, sp- <laughs> <laughs> we spent like five minutes talking about what other movies and shows these actors have been in, which you can also easily Google. So I thought, um, I actually learned something here cause I did not know this. Um, so Ahsoka's species is called Togruta. Mm-hmm. Never heard that term before. I'm really oh. surprised. I think I got, I just assumed she was. I got her species mixed up with Twi'lek, which yeah, is what Hera the is. There's definitely similarities there, but obviously not She's the same. She's what Shock T is. Yes, yes. Um, and so Ahsoka Tano is a Togruta. She is from the planet Chile, um, but she was raised on Coruscant. I did not know that either. Um, and did you know that? I, I did not. I don't. I'm not a huge Clone Wars head, oh. so I like any information that's like heavily emphasized or even briefly described in Clone Wars is not really in my head. Even like as I'm rewatching Rebels for the third time, there's still little bits of information that I just straight up don't remember. Um, so Ahsoka's skin color is orange, and but she has white markings on her face. Do you know if those are tattoos or is that her actual skin? That's her skin. Yeah, so it's very much a design. It's, it's somewhat similar to Darth Maul, you know, about how Darth Maul is a red skin but black markings. And she has this thing on her head. How would you describe? I think they're called Lakus, like similar to Twi'leks. Um, uh, in, like, mm. in like layman's terms. It's almost like a big horn. Yeah, kind of. Think it's of it fleshier like, than that, I think. It, so it's attached to her head, and it is flesh. Yeah, it's, um, part it's an of extension her. of her head. Typically, the top is two or three horns with two um, parts that dangle down behind each ears. Yeah, and they're they're both they're blue and white striped. She has a really amazing color palette. Oh yeah, she's got the the orange skin, the white lines on her face, and then the blue, like the pale blue and white head piece. It, it's part of her body, but it's, it's like a. 
kind of like tendrils, because it's hard to differentiate it from Hera. So Hera is a Twi'lek. Twi'leks come in lots of different colors. They're, I mean, if, if you had to describe them, if you've ever seen Star Wars, they're the sexy aliens. They're always they, ooh, yeah, the most they are. famous one is probably the the dancer in Jabba's palace who uh, he like pulls, Jabba pulls towards him and she falls into the Rancor pit mm-hmm. and gets eaten at the beginning of episode six. So they, they're a lot simpler looking than Ahsoka. Uh, Hera is specifically green and they have like tendrils that are really big on their head, but they go backwards yep. as to opposed Gr- to... To Grutos go for, like, like over. Yeah, ah- Ahsoka's piece like is on top of her. She has, neither character has any hair. So think of it like... Hera has mm. doesn't work when you use your <laughs> we're in a very audible my hands m- format almost in like two ponytails going back yes fleshy which is ugh, yeah the, like they're the same color like, as her, the rest yes. of her whereas Ahsoka's it looks like a headpiece in it and it drapes over her shoulders mm-hmm. and goes down to about her mid waist not her waist her mid her uh, midriff and they're pointier at the end they grow this has been a point of contention between some parts of the fandom because some people literally don't care and yeah. some people care a lot with that with ahsoka species they grow longer the older they get mm-hmm. so technically speaking her should be pretty long right now but they have to keep them short for stunt yeah. purposes which was that a lot of people were upset and i think it was mando when she first mm. had and they were like this is not right and they do vary in shape and size by iteration mm-hmm. she looks different in I mean, so she grows throughout the course of Clone Wars, so it changes over that. But then she also looks different in Rebels. And then she's even looked different in each season of her live-action iteration, as far as I can remember. They've yep. changed the head set, the headdress a little bit. Yep. Um, so you can you can pretty well see the actors' faces. But they have this thing on their head that I think like they're... I'd imagine it probably comes down pretty far over their forehead. So that restricts the acting of their forehead. Yep. It restricts the movement of their head. It restricts the movement of their shoulders. That's what I was getting into last week. I realized as I was looking back, if you didn't know what they looked like, it might be kind of confusing yeah. what exactly I meant when I said that these prosthetics would restrict their acting. They don't have like full face prosthetics. You can clearly see the actor's face, but there's just other There's a lot of weight for them on. to carry. Exactly. That's why I wanted, I just wanted to give that out of the way so that when we're talking about the rest of the season, it's a little more clear what these actors look like. Um, so... Episode three, entitled uh, "Time to Fly," they fly now. <laughs> Obligatory. <laughs> Try spinning. That's a good trick. Um, so it starts off with uh, the the robot Hu Young and Sabine training on the ship, which I think is a kind of I like depictions of different Jedi training, the technology they use, the forms they use. Uh, I always find that interesting. One of my favorite little moments from the video game Republic Commando is the game begins with a montage of in the first person of what clones go through mm. and you get to briefly interact with like a hologram training which I thought was really cool. So what Hu Young is doing here is he, I'm just not realizing in a very General Grievous-esque way has multiple arms and each has like a holographic lightsaber that's like tracking the the, the angle at which Sabine interacts with it with her real lightsaber. It's actually a stick. Oh, okay. That makes so more sense. That training, not, yes, training that makes blade. more sense. And um, I'm just going to go through a description. And if you have any thoughts, please just, mm-hmm. just jump in. Um, and then Sabine steps in to give her a little more intense training where they, she, she gives her helmet. Oh, yes. Thank you. Ahsoka steps in to give Sabine a little more intense training to push her, gives her a helmet. She pretty much verbatim quotes Luke. How can I see with the, with the flap down? Um, and Ahsoka just pretty much 
keeps giving very casual attacks to Sabine while she can't see. Sabine does pretty well, considering we... What? No, continue that sentence. Uh, considering that she's probably, not in the traditional sense, Force-sensitive. Oh, this okay. this episode gets we got we gonna say do you think I was gonna say pretty good for a woman is that what you thought I was no, gonna I say no I thought you were gonna say pretty good for not having been trained oh no no no, no. Um, yeah we I mean she's been trained in lots of different ways she's a warrior I I like we'll get it okay so we'll we'll talk about this here in a second a little more about where Sabine might be going as a Mandalorian as a Jedi as whatever she's not going to Mandalore <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> so. We then cut to a sequence where Hera tries to convince Chancellor Mothma. Did we know that she was the Chancellor? Think, Is this canon think, before? Yes, yes. Okay, I, I believe this realize. was this was canonized in the in-between books, especially okay, about that Leia. Sense. That makes. I mean, this is a very logical character to turn into the Chancellor. If you're not familiar, Mommy Mothma. Uh-huh, yeah. So if you're not familiar with this character, um, she was briefly in Return of the Jedi. She's... Like the leader who gives... She's an all-white, red hair. Prior to anything new, her most famous thing was she was the one who said many Bothans, Bothans died. died. to get us this Yeah. She was the one who kind of lays out the plan that the mm-hmm. Rebels have at the beginning of episode six. And um, we... She, okay. She's then got expanded the next step that time we saw her in main media. We actually didn't get to see her. She was in a deleted scene mm-hmm. in um, re- episode three where we see... Um, her bail and Padme are yeah. setting up the the very for- start very of the Rebel Alliance. Start of the Rebel Alliance, which is a shame. There are a lot of Padme scenes mm-hmm. that were cut, and that same actress then appeared in Rogue One. So that's our our yes. our first Disney era of like main uh, appearance of Mon Mothma is in Rogue One, and then she had a major role in Andor. She's in Rebels too. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes, she is definitely in Rebels. And she has a major role in Andor, in Andor. She's phenomenal. one of the best Star Wars shows. Yeah. We see her on Coruscant, Coruscant as a senator doing what she can. tax fraud. Yes. <laughs> she's pretty much doing what she can to raise support and funds for the rebels mm-hmm. while trying to not draw too much attention to herself yeah. or, or get the uh, Imperial, uh, the ISB, the Imperial... Spy Network, Spy Bureau, ISB. IBS, I don't know. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, Imperial, yeah, something. Uh, gosh, I can't remember. So a um, really engaging character, a really good performance, I think. I think the actress really so walks good. the line. Like, this is this character is almost what George Lucas was going for with his prequel movies. Like, people who live in this society that's been around for thousands of years, like the... The original trilogy characters are all, they're rebels, they're scoundrels, they're, like, you have Leia, but Leia herself is even very feisty. Mm -hmm. In the prequels, George Lucas was trying to to write these characters, this is really off topic, but Mon Mothma showed up, she's probably going to show up again, so if we talk about her again, I want to provide this context. Um, The the prequels are, are very high status characters, outside of Anakin, you know, the Jedi, Padme, um, Palpatine, these are all very high, people that are part of generations, thousands of generations of people who have a lot of power, a lot of authority, a lot of comfort in their lives. And uh, he wanted, George Lucas was really leaning into the space opera element mm-hmm. of his series. Um, and so he wanted these these kind of 
almost stuffy performance, almost Shakespearean. But the problem was he didn't have the ability to write that, and he did not have the ability to direct actors to yeah. do that. Um, you. That's why I think people do like um, Ian McGregor because he's probably the one, and and also I think um, Ian Ian McDermott who played Palpatine. Those two are the two actors who get the closest to accomplishing those performances. Mm-hmm. But and I, I'm sorry that I don't have her name off the top of my head. But the actress who plays Mon Mothma. She actually does accomplish that, especially in her role, her extended role in Andor. So I'm saying all this to explain why her the actress name is Genevieve oh, O'Reilly. Yeah, Genevieve. Now that you see, once you mentioned that you couldn't remember, I couldn't remember it either. It this is why it's exciting for her to show up in this. Even a small mm-hmm. scene, mm-hmm. this is a character that we've actually now seen quite a bit mm-hmm. and in this actress in this role. And it's um she's now we don't actually know a lot about her at this time as far as the movie. No. I'm sure the books probably tell you a lot, but like... There's a lot that happens between Andor and this yes, moment. Yes, exactly. So like where, you know, she's technically the leader of... The New Republic. Yeah, she definitely is, but she's... We don't know her connection to all the bad stuff we saw mm-hmm. in The Mandalorian happening around the Republic. Yeah. And Hera feels like she's on the direct opposite side of that. She's a general... But Hera's like, I'm not going to let the Empire come back. I am yeah. not for demilitarizing just to seem peaceful. Mm-hmm. Like, Hera seems like she might be very opposed to what the Republic's actually becoming. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I went, I meant to mention earlier, um, before we got to Mon Mothma. Um, again, so when we see Ahsoka training Sabine, there's just a complete lack of, uh, as, as I said, this is Kanan erasure. Um, because they they haven't quite they haven't alluded to it yet because as we've talked before Mm -hmm. sabine was trained to spoilers mom sorry (laughs) for rebels season three it's one episode and Um, it's not that surprising but sabine is trained to fight with the dark saber and kanan um the jedi main jedi character in rebels who trains ezra trains her to do that and that line that Ahsoka says, the Force lives in everything, mm-hmm. is directly what Kanan says mm-hmm. about training Sabine. So um, that comes a little bit later, though, right? That comes after this scene with, with Hera talking to Mothma about Ahsoka talking about the Force. Isn't it right before? Or I guess, I guess it's maybe uh, right I'm pretty sure after. it's the next scene. There, well, there's, oopsies. You have, no, it's okay. So you have one scene of Sabine and Ahsoka training. Then you have this scene, and then you go back to oh, Ahsoka right, and leave. Sabine talking about the Force. So I just wanted to quickly wrap up. You're right. Hera is talking to Mothma and other senators on a hologram call, hologram Zoom call, and pretty much Hera's trying to convince them to give her the resources to go support Ahsoka and Sabine mm-hmm. in taking down this new potential threat. And these other senators just think Hera Snow. is what snobs yes um they pretty much just they accuse her of just wanting to find uh, ezra ezra and that there's no credible evidence that thrawn survived and then Hera just snaps back and accuses them of being senators who did not fight in the war and just stood back and waited to see who won the war and And she's right (laughs) like she doesn't seem at least with this one guy that she's directly arguing with he says he didn't fight in the war so yeah, this is something that was also explored in the Mandalorian mm-hmm. of these characters. These that uh, the New Republic is built up of a lot of people who were also Imperials and yeah. just seem to align with whoever's in power. Mm-hmm. They don't have any ideological connection to right or wrong. Canto bite, absolutely. 
And um, this this scene ends with um, the appearance of a character who's been long derided after his very brief appearance in the final episode of Rebels. It is the uh, surprise love child of Hera and her Jedi boyfriend, Kanan, who, spoilers, passed away in the last season of Rebels. That was, I think that was the biggest reason why I was surprised that they had a son named Jason. Zero days since our last Jason incident. <laughs> and he looks... Wow, he got a glow up. So why this character is so highly derided is because, as we've previously described, Hera's a Twi'lek, she's green, and Kanan was a human. And so their baby, Jason, he is a human mostly, but he's got green hair and green eyes. And it is very hard to animate children. Uh-huh. And he he really kind of fell into almost uncanny valley. So he was like search- he was like uncanny hillside. <laughs> does google search jason sandula or jason star wars rebels and it'll you'll get why this character not a lot of people were excited to see this character in live action also because we get it in an epilogue in yeah. the epilogue finale kind of say uh-huh. it's in the where are they now it's like what uh-huh. huh that's possible mm. so he looks better he still has green hair some people had speculated that maybe he only had green hair because uh, Sabine, who dyes her Sabine hair, dyed it. dyed it. But he still has green hair here. It's a much more palatable green. Though. Yes, it's it, not lime. It's, it's fine. Forest. It. He definitely works, but I can't tell if he has green eyes or not. Actually, he may not have had green eyes in the original cartoon either. He had blue eyes actually. Well, here's the thing. On Wikipedia, it says that Hera has green eyes, but she also appears to have blue eyes. Yeah, she's blue eyes. So. I don't Wikipedia know. Is wrong. I don't know what's going on there, but um, so we. It's a brief scene as far as actor's performance as Jason. It's a very brief child performance. He's fine. We got to see Chopper. We got to see a practical, practical ch- Chopper, which is very exciting. He was all practical. CGI. As far as I could tell, he was all CGI last episode. Um, so it's a very small fan servicey scene, but it's fun. Um. We then go back to Ahsoka and Sabine. Chopper is like the older cat when you bring a kitten home. <laughs> Can only be one. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka and Sabine have a very fascinating conversation about the Force. How would you describe this conversation, Rachel? Riveting. <laughs> is that sarcastic or serious? Um, so they kind of have a conversation on... Uh, Sabine's kind of like, well, I don't have the Force. And Ahsoka is talking about, well, you need to open yourself up to it. And this is where Ahsoka says the Force lives in all things. You just kind of have to be open to learning about it. Mm-hmm. You and, have to have the... Di- most people don't have the discipline. Yes. And, to- <laughs> so this... And I thought this was really funny considering Ahsoka, when we see Tales of the Jedi... Uh, uh, animated miniseries. Animated miniseries. Ahsoka, from the ripe old age of 18 months, uh-huh. was eaten by no it was like snatched by a big old tiger thing Mm -hmm. the size of like a water buffalo and calmed it down with the force Mm -hmm. and i'm just saying i think it was kind of funny that she was like you just need the discipline to do it and it's like okay yeah this is okay miss high midichlorian count i think we'll have to see where the show ends up to fully judge this conversation i i'm not a big I'm not really into canon. I don't really care that much about the exact rules of things. I just care about storytelling. And so I don't always assume characters are fully right. Because I think the Force is far too complicated for any character to completely summarize accurately. They're speaking from their perspective. 
Ahsoka is specifically speaking from the perspective of a former Jedi, mm -hmm. an ex-Jedi, very decidedly mm -hmm. ex-Jedi. And um, the I think her perspective is coming very much as a response to the Jedi perspective. The Jedi perspective was very much, you need to be quote-unquote force-sensitive. Mm -hmm. You need to have a certain, a legitimately, a certain midichlorian count. And if, if you don't know this whole thing, the prequels introduce the concept of midichlorians, which are microscopic George, organisms George in your Lucas's blood. Sequel trilogy. Oh. And um, effectively, there's a biological explanation for why someone can activate the force better than other people. I can see where Ahsoka as a character would want to go away from this. Mm -hmm. And also, we don't know what she's saying simply to encourage... Uh, Neither of them are good at encouraging yeah. Sabine. <laughs> because I think what we're seeing here is she is directly like um, the robot, uh, Hu Young, directly represents the Jedi perspective. Mm -hmm. He was created at the beginning of the Jedi. He's been around for 25,000 years. He trained Jedi. He's constantly saying she should not be a Jedi. She doesn't have the requirement. She wouldn't have been taken on as a Padawan by the Jedi. He sees it from a very classic Jedi perspective. So you see where we're as opposed to whatever is literally true i'm not as concerned with like well, how does this represent what the character believes this is very much in line with what ahsoka might believe i think i will be interested by the end of the show whether sabine actually displays classic force powers or not i think the most interesting way going forward would be for her to tap into the force in her own way mm -hmm. and not do classic jedi powers yeah because I think that is in line with Star Wars. Because what we see, one of my favorite elements of Rebels, Rebels is that you see that animals can access the Force. The Purgle can travel through hyperspace. The Loth Wolves can, like, travel through the the, Earth, the planet's Space. core. And they can also, like, telepathically communicate. They know who Kanan is. And they know that kind of, they, they are able to sense his future. And, and Loth Cats are the physical manifestation <laughs> of the dark side. Um. So I, and you see other, you, you see various other creatures and characters in Rebels really help demonstrate the the nature's connection to the Force. You also have Dagobah as another, uh, the planet that Yoda's on is another great example of the Force manipulating a planet. The Force is part of nature and thus is part of all creatures, meaning all sentient creatures, all humans, all whatever. So, while and then i think what further supports this concept is who young says sabine cannot be a jedi and ahsoka says i'm not trying to make her into a jedi i'm mm -hmm. trying to make her into her herself mm -hmm. so i would i think personally i'd be a little disappointed if sabine ends up having telekinesis or force push yeah. or something but if she ends up able to like fight better to like tell like to like sense someone's emotions to solve a problem using the force in a way she would not have been able to if she wasn't open to it um, I think that would be a great um, element for this character. Yeah, personally, I agree. because I do think it would be a shame to get rid of the concept, just to completely throw out the concept of force-sensitive characters, mm -hmm. because there does need to be a difference between Luke Skywalker and Han Solo on a very base level. There should be no reason that you can say, "Well, Han could have been a Jedi if he wanted to," but you see, uh, like in Star Wars, this is how you explain. And I'm sorry, I'm going on a really long time, but I think it is. There's a line between good storytelling, but also you have to maintain what makes Star Wars Star Wars. What makes part of Star Wars Star Wars is that characters do things that no one should be able, be able to do ever, no matter if they're Jedi or not. And I think the Force being part of that is fun. I think there being a constant reason for why 
there's like things happen for a certain way there being an underlying mystical element to star wars is important and also if all the things uh um so i'm sorry ahsoka said are true it doesn't really explain why ray is able to use the force in the way she does because she was not trained mm -hmm. i think there's a there is another element of being force sensitive of believing in the force and being Jedi force sensitive. Anyways, um, the next step in the episode, um, during this conversation, we see Sabine try to move a cup and she can't something we've all been through. I think if you've ever watched star Wars or ever, uh, been into fantasy with superheroes or, or magic or anything, you've probably tried to move an object with your mind and it didn't work. Um, we then get a pretty good space battle. What do you think of the space battle, Rachel? I thought it was fun. I thought they were gonna get. I thought they were gonna kill Merrick for a second. Mm. Um, I hope. I really hope he is an unnamed Inquisitor. He's just random. I do not want him to be a random character reveal. Uh huh. I do, I I don't want that. So refresher: Merrick is the like third masked Inquisitor team. who fought Ahsoka. Yeah, he's the, the third in in the team with our other two uh, ex Jedi villains in this series, and he does not. We don't see his face at all. He has a mask. He very much uh, resembles the Inquisitors of Star Wars Rebels and other recent Star Wars media. And um, he, we, he, I don't know if he talked last episode, but he talked quite a bit more this episode. And he has a modulated voice. Um, a heavy modulated voice. Which makes is me nervous. Like, uh, yeah, it's. If. It scares me. He may. There's no direct confirmation yet. I, as I'm watching this episode. I'm remembering people just were so certain that Kylo Ren was going to be someone, whether it's going to be Luke or someone else. And he wasn't. He was, I mean, he was like a character you could have guessed. He's the son of, but he wasn't a pre-existing character, the son of, of Han and Leia. But I think if he really was someone, he probably would have had a direct one-on-one -on -one fight in that those first two episodes. Mm -hmm. Like in, Instead, they chose to focus on Shin um, and having her fight Ahsoka, in the, uh, not Ahsoka, uh, Sabine. Sabine in the last episode. I think you would have seen a one-on-one -on -one fight between him and Ahsoka mm -hmm. or Hera or Sabine. Instead, you don't, which leads me to really hope, really hope that he's not a priestess. I just character. hope he's there to sell toys. I'll buy that Black yeah. Series figure. I'll do it. But... <laughs> Um, so it's a very classic Star Wars battle. It's drawing a lot of shots straight from the battles of the original trilogy. Um, it doesn't really further the story at all, but it is a fun um, exercise in visual effects and spectacle. Um, they get kind of shot down in space. Their ship shuts down. Well, so and... they're chased towards oh, yeah, the... Yeah. Um... I am sorry, which is the ring. big hyperspace mm -hmm. ring that we saw in the last episode that... Morgan is using to um, bring Thrawn back, or in my opinion, that's what she's using to propose to him. I don't know. I think she's got the hots for Thrawn, and it makes her uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, anyways, it's a very large hyperspace ring, and you know what you can do with a really large hyperspace ring? You can bring a really big ship. Yeah. Um, and the last ship we saw Thrawn and Ezra on was a Star Destroyer. It was a, yeah. because he was a grand admiral. He had a big ship. Uh, it's like showing up in a raised Hummer. Mm -hmm. in, in a, in a um, electric car uh, show. I don't uh -huh. know. Anyways, um, and so that's what they're trying to decide. Like that, they're trying to figure out where that hyperspace drive from the last episode went. 
because they tracked it mm-hmm. they find it and so um as they are doing it they're trying to get a scan of it mm-hmm. so they can get more information about it and i don't know if you noticed this but so they are really pushing their luck they're pushing their luck uh sabine and ahsoka getting as close as they can to the ring and who and who young who yang sorry who yang is they, pr- they pronounce it both ways Hu-Yang, he's trying to scan it and i don't know if you noticed this because the whole time they're like who yang we need to get out of here and he's like almost there almost there and there's this back and forth actually for a really long extended time and i guess when they're like who yang we're gonna be too close it's gonna be too dangerous and he's like almost there and they get too close and they get shot and shorted out mm-hmm. i don't know if you noticed this it's almost exactly what happened in the previous episode when Sabine was trying to track the assassin droid um, because the whole time, so she had to balance it and try to track it. And the whole time, Hu Yang is saying, it's going to be too much. You're going to short it. That's fascinating. And the whole time, Sabine's like, nope, it's going to be fine. And that's a back and forth. And then this time we see it reversed and it actually showcases. um, That is interesting. In the ship getting shot, damaged, not destroyed though, just damaged enough Um and basically, uh, they hit the hard reset on Hu Yang, but he's fine. Um, so they're out of reach of the rings guns, and but not out of safe, not safe yet. Uh, Shin and the other Inquisitor, the only two ships that are left, um, are approaching. And while they try to get the ship set back up, Ahsoka's like, "I've got this," and goes out on the ship outside mm-hmm. in a spacesuit. Um, I was and... quite surprised that her space suit covers all of her. I know. <laughs> so we're talking about her head thing. The suit also covers that. Um, I was expecting just like have her just like a face yeah. mask thing. Um, it looks a little silly. It did look a little silly. Um, but the rest of the suit looks great. It's a good Gra- color on her. Gravity who? <laughs> <laughs> so she uh, takes down one of the ships with her, with her lightsabers while uh, Sabine fixes the ship. Oh, one other thing I was going to note before... Um, in, in case we didn't take a, we didn't talk about a ton last week, but David Tennant is the voice of Hu Young, mm-hmm. very famous Doctor Who, um, tenth Doctor, I think. Yep. Um, he's also good thing you got that right. My mom would have reamed us in a review. <laughs> he's also the villain in the first season of Netflix's um, Jessica Jones. He's phenomenal in that. Um, you've probably seen him in something. He's great. Um, voice actor for Hu Yang in Clone Wars. Yeah, he's uh, great in the show Good Omens. Phenomenal actor. Everyone on the internet loves him. He's fantastic in this as well. Pretty much no matter what line they give him, he nails it. He's very funny. He's very sassy. We talked last week, big... Uh, we're, we're suckers for droids. And um, it's not too David Tennant-y. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like so overwhelming, but he's still giving a great performance. Ahsoka's fighting ships on the outside of the ship. They fix the ship. They go into the atmosphere of, uh, what, do you remember the name of this planet? Cetos. Oh, right. We made fun of this last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Purgle show up? Uh, yeah. So they fix the ship and they drop down into the ship's atmosphere and there's an entire herd, pod, pod, <laughs> an entire pod of Purgles. And so if you don't know what those are, um, this is the first time we have seen one up close in live action. Um, Purgles first make their appearance in, I believe it's actually season two of Rebels. Um, mm. They are Force-sensitive creatures that can hyperspace jump. Mm-hmm. They've been around forever. They are nightmares for like um, <laughs> the universe's hyperspace shipping uh-huh. lanes because they'll just be there. And so, you know, if you hit something in a hyperspace, it's basically like 
driving your sedan and hitting an elephant at 100 miles an hour (laughs) or at the speed of light, I guess. Um, It's really not good. But so Purgles are super important because Ezra has a special bond with them. Mm -hmm. He bonds with the, he helps a pod um, in season two. He really just generally had a special connection to most creatures. He he truly is a Disney princess. That was like his... His special force power was being able to communicate, like, yeah. not like directly communicate with animals. He wasn't Dr. Doolittle, but he could like, yeah, connect with them and like mm-hmm. feel their emotions and could often, he empathized with them very mm-hmm. strongly. And so he helps them in season two. They return in season four because of Ezra's uh, Disney princess connection with them. <laughs> and they are what takes, um, they damage Thrawn's capital ship. Mm-hmm. And they are what hyperspaces Thrawn and Ezra in the ship into the unknown regions. Mm-hmm. There's no way to track it because it wasn't the ship. It was the Purgles. So that's where we see them in animation. The next time we see them is when we have... Um, Mandalorian season is three. Is Mandalorian season three, the episode of the first... The end of the first episode when they are in hyperspace and Mando's traveling in hyperspace with his new Naboo speeder. Mm-hmm. We see the outline of a Purgle, which got me hyped. And I was like, yeah. woo! Um, and so then we saw one last episode in the clouds, just barely. But this is the first time we, th- I think, we get an actual, like, a good scale of them since Rogue One or <clears throat> since Rebels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. So they, so Ahsoka, Sabine, th- their ship, they play. They don't play, but they, you know, they they're selling a lot more obstacles mm-hmm. in the road. So and these things are these things are massive. Mm-hmm. I would almost say a lot of these are bigger than what we saw in rebels interesting uh maybe not quite so much some of them were really big and so they are driving their ships through the pod of space whales in the clouds and they manage to lose shin and merrick and they dive down and hide out in the forest yeah red forest very aesthetically pleasing Mm -hmm. and they then merrick and shin go tell balin they're in the forest balin's like go find them and there's a very long dramatic shot of him Staring just past the camera and the episode ends. How long has he been standing there? <laughs> yeah, he's been standing there since the last episode. Yeah, he's been there a while. Um, so with that, that makes 2004 days since our last Ezra sighting. <laughs> I am not counting the hologram. <laughs> I'm glad we got to see that, though. I expected them to play that in like the last episode uh-huh. of this season. But so 2004 days since the last Ezra sighting. Um yeah, decent episode. episode. Not a ton of hap- It's a very action-heavy episode. It's very visually pretty. Um, I think it shows some progress. It's not as boring as the first episode mm-hmm. tended to be. Not as much standing around. There was a- yeah, they did more. Um, Harris scene was very standing around, but at least it was a logical explanation for it being a, a hologram mm-hmm. Zoom call. Um, yeah, we'll see where it goes. I, my biggest concern. I just continue to like really think that. Thrawn's gonna show up at the last second just as a setup Mm -hmm. but there's still five more episodes so I I just want this show to be a story it can have dangling threads I know Thrawn's gonna survive at the end because they're they're making a movie but I want there to be a story Ezra just for (laughs) yeah just for the hologram it's very possible question where is Luke during this um telling his robots to move rocks (laughs) he's really focused on building on a second building yeah we need uh the second we need Uh the other schoolhouse we need a second hut for me to give children ultimatums to do you want to keep your dad or get this really cool sword Uh it's up to you 
Um, so there is the um, someone made this cute conne- this connection, and it makes me kind of sad. Um, so this is a close up of Jason Sindola. It's a shoulder. Okay. And someone pointed out this comparison. Aww. So. That for, is nice. For the people who aren't in the room with us right now. <laughs> Which um, is theoretically anyone listening, I Jason hope. Jason Sindola. And his... not, does it include our editor, Sabina? She, yeah, Sabina. Almost, <laughs> I almost said that earlier and I didn't. I stopped it. Athena. Sabina. <laughs> Sabina, the teenage witch. Um, anyways, so Jason Sindola, in, as we see him in live action, has on his right shoulder a small green shoulder piece of armor. And so... Someone put that as side by side. One of Kane and Jarrus, well, his father, um, in Rebels, one of his like key character designs is that he doesn't have a full set of armor. He just has armor on his right hand, which is... Um, right arm. Whole arm. Yeah. His right arm. Whole arm. Shoulder down the hand, because that's his sword fighting arm. Uh, lightsaber wielding arm. And so that was just was a cute little comparison. Nice little touch, Dave Filoni. Good job. Um so Speaking of these of uh, Jason, someone on Reddit commented, <laughs> I hope Hera knows that when Chopper is alone with Jason, Chop is teaching him the ways of murder and destruction. <laughs> someone replied, that kid definitely knows how to make a bomb. <laughs> someone else replied, Chopper drags in some rando tied up and just hands Jason a knife and locks the door until he gets the job done. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Chopper best older brother. Um... So, yeah, so that takes us um, to the end of the episode. Into... We're almost halfway through season one. Oh, <laughs> so don't, t- oh don't, don't tell me that. Um, I will. We now go into everyone's favorite segment of the pod, Meme Minute, but it's longer than a minute. Is it Meme at Parsec? Is it Meme Astro Second? Is it Meme uh, Hyperspace Lane blocked by a purgle? Meme Who knows? Per- meme purgle. <laughs> Shmeem Schminit, as some like to refer to it as. Um, we all, uh, we have started we, a we, game. I'm, I'm not going to lie. We missed an opportunity by not saying Shmee Schminit. <laughs> oh, Shmee as an Anakin's mother? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's obscure. So, what? Um, she, she's, a, she's in one. Okay, she's in two movies. Hey, for most people, if you ask them what is Anakin Skywalker's mother's name, they would not be able to tell you. Sand. Or if you ask someone who is Shmee in Star Wars, people are like, I don't know. I would know. Look, I know, I know. I'm not. It's my one of my top she three knows. favorite scenes of of Attack of the Clones. But not. I don't think our editor knows that. I think she knows that. She's not even looking at us. She knows um, every week we create uh, one meme each ourselves, and then after we share our group of memes, we reveal which one it is. After the other one guesses, we are currently each four and two on the season, and um, so. Four and three would look real bad. So let's look uh, bad. looking looking for a win today. Looking for a win, uh, oblig- I'm going to start obligatory, not a meme. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> tradition lives on. Um, the Orlando International Airport posted this. Um, I don't know when because I took a screenshot. And I don't remember when. They posted a picture, captioned, "Quote, I am no red eye." end quote or whatever ahsoka said may the flights be with you and posted a <laughs> photoshop picture of the typical image of ahsoka That's in a pilot so seat funny oh so good and red eye as in r-e-d dash yeah I, we, that's uh, like the late I-Y-I. night flight i think it's an early yeah it's early a, it is one. a some late night early morning because yeah. you are and it sounds like Red Jedi. Eye. Yeah. So that's a good joke. So good. Oh a lot, man. You know, a lot of people criticize corporate Twitter for being really like too hello mm-hmm. fellow kids. That's the 
That and the time, like, what was it, Vir- University of Virginia or someone used a quote from Oh my gosh, the Ron. wrestling team? Yeah. The wrestling team made an edit and put in, an, and not just the quote, a footage. the video. Video. I was losing oh, it. That man. was so, that's probably one of the funniest videos I've ever seen in my life. Because when I, I, I don't remember where I was when I saw it, but I remember <laughs> seeing it for the first time. And someone going, you are, you would never guess in a million years what Star Wars character cameos in this video. And boy, they were right. Yeah. So um, this is another example of of corporate Actually Twitter being funny. Now, a university's uh, wrestling team oh. Twitter account is not exactly corporate, but still. I want to know if they got in trouble with their marketing. Like, <laughs> hey, you can't do that. The mouse is going to come for us. Bet. Um, anyways, um, so that that was very funny. Thank you for sharing. Also obligatory, not a meme. Uh, this was not really a meme, but just a thumbnail for a uh, a thumbnail for a video or an article, and it's very much has the same vibe. Do you remember that uh, that thumbnail with the Riddler from the Batman? Uh, Paul Dano's the Riddler. Does and he just know? A, yeah, do you remember that? <laughs> this has very similar energy. <laughs> And it's just an image of a very smirky uh, live action Sabine saying everything she does die, everything she touches dies. What? Who made that? It was just a thumbnail for an article, and I thought it had very similar image that, to that oh notorious thumbnail of the I love the that. I love that. Does he know? And then a similar so vibe. This is this is a meme that's like mimicking similar thumbnails, mimicking. But, but it actually is a meme because it's not real. It just says. Taylor Swift's security guard is those droidicas. <laughs> and that's a picture of Taylor Swift and, and droidicas. Did you make that are, one? No. Okay, these two, I will, okay. I will, these are both screenshots. So I'm not going to include these okay. in the competition. I was going to say, I did not make the Orlando International Airport one. I'll, yeah, I'll uh, open up about that right now. I didn't make that one. <laughs> uh, so these two are, are f- actual screenshots. I'm not going to include them. But I thought they, they were both funny individually, oh, but together, so I think good. they're also really they're funny. They're so good. And this one, I'll finish it out. This one's also just another screenshot of a, t- of a tweet. Um, so someone tweeted out, Vogue recently had a f- uh, on their cover uh, Dua Lipa, who is a top uh, musical. Uh, I didn't know who she was. Actually, it's funny. I'd never heard of her before. But then I saw another tweet about the um, top 10, uh, the top 10 uh, female vocalists on mm-hmm. Spotify. And she was on there. The only song I'd ever heard of hers that I knew of, she did the song in Barbie that the, that the first dance number with the Barbies at yeah. the beginning of the film. So she was on the cover of Vogue, and someone retweeted this cover and said, 10th level, thousands of battle droids. Because <laughs> she has a very high brown collar, That's and she looks so like that dude good. from episode three who she says that does. line to Obi-Wan. Oh, Such a good joke. So good. Oh, man. So look so up. So good. Top tier. Oh, um, let me see if I can find that character's name so you can Google search what he looks like, and then type in Dua Lipa he's, Vogue cover. He's the same species as the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. 10th level, thousand. If you just Google search 10th level, the first suggestion is 10th level, thousands of battle droids. <laughs> so good. Um, Let's see if I can find Tio Medon. T I O N. That's the name. That's the character's name. Yeah. So if you Google search him, he has like this, like imagine the biggest popped collar you could ever imagine. It goes up past his ears and like covers his cheeks. Bigger, bigger than General Leia's in Last yes, Jedi. Exactly. Gosh, and, what a good outfit. I love that though. The Vogue pictures for that for And so Dua Lipa's 
slicked her, her, back hair. It's just, just really oh yeah, and her, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. And she also has slicked back hair. This guy character from Star Wars has is bald. Bald. He's bald. <laughs> bald. 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 We reference SpongeBob on this show too much. <laughs> um, what else you got on your memes? Okay, actual memes. Um, <laughs> uh, what's wrong, babe? You've hardly touched your star cootery um, board. Uh, and it is a Star Wars themed charcuterie That's pretty board. funny. Star cootery board. That's really you, funny. You got, you got the blue milk. Yeah, so we've got uh, blue milk. We've got cheese ball. That's actually... Cheese ball. <laughs> cheese ball. Um, that's uh, BB-8. We've got um, fruit that are that is on some chopsticks that are actually lightsabers. <laughs> I've been trying to ignore the cat for the last five minutes, but Rachel She's is now so pointing weird. at her. She's like half on her little bed thing. Um, anything else that's supposed to be Star Wars on here? Not, not that I can tell. Like, there's other things that are made in... Oh, there's little cheeses or ch- little chocolates that are like X-Wings. Uh-huh. Um, oh, it's supposed to look like an Ewok. There's yep. like um, a yep. cheese ball with Ritz crackers in it mm-hmm. and a little smiley face made out of olives that look like a little Ewok. Um, oh, wow. Is this is this supposed to be uh, Snoke's battles? Like Death Star? No, it looks like it's Yoda. Oh, that makes more sense. It's a Yoda head. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, that's fun. What's wrong, babe? You've hardly touched your star. Um, this is just uh, an image of uh, Ahsoka saying, I like your cut, G. And then it's Sabine with her hair cut. <laughs> Sabine, Ahsoka's red hand is just slapping her in the head. Wait, is that? And then it's also. It's like a target thing. <laughs> like a crosshair. <laughs> so in the image, this is so ridiculous to try to explain this. We have Sabine. So Sabine cut her hair at the end of the last episode. So Ahsoka's saying, I like your cut, G. And it's got Ahsoka's face and a hand just smacking her in the head. And it's painted a very similar color to Ahsoka's skin tone. But where her hand is hitting Sabine's head is a little hit marker that you would typically get whenever, like, in, like, Call of Duty, whenever you shoot someone on your reticule, you get a hit marker. God, that's hard to explain. Anyways, what else you got? Uh, The only cryptocurrency I trust. Uh huh. It's the studs from the Lego Star Wars games. Very good. Um, I don't think this meme is that funny, but um, it does kind of change the way you see a particular element of Star Wars. It says, and people still wonder why Grand Moff Tarkin and from Star Wars has such a strong jawline, and it has his little uh, ranking insignia on his chest circled, and then next to it it has some gum. Like the gum that you like pop like out of the pockets. That's good. <laughs> so all, all all the Imperial officers, their rank insignia is pretty much just like a row of rectangles in different colors. And his so are good. all blue. So, so it looks good. like gum. So good. I don't know if I'll ever be able to. I, I, I saw this meme and I watched Rebels and a Rebel and a. See, now you just, just have to watch think. them switch between each film. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so this one requires um, some interaction from you, Cameron. You need, you need to. <laughs> oh, okay. You just need to wow. zoom in. I'm not used to this level of Guys, of if you zoom in really close on the end of the map in Ahsoka, then you can see where Ezra is. Zoom in. Zoom oh, in. just one of these. Oh, jeez. Ah! <laughs> That's good. That's not... It's got a very tiny Buffalo Wild Wings logo, <laughs> which... Which is, is a reference because the voice actor for Ezra Bridger, um, post-Rebels, when he had to make money, did, <sighs> does, did a rather famous ad for... Well, it, the ad itself is not famous for Buffalo Wild Wings. What makes it famous? It's infamous is that, amongst Star Wars yeah, fans. It's infamous amongst Star Wars fans because 
his voice for Ezra is his voice. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. when you listen to it, it's like, that is it's Ezra. It's just Ezra. And so it's, what is it? Deals on deals on deals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really, really good joke. So here we've got um, interaction between uh, Yoda and Luke from episode five. Yobi-Wan. Yobi-Wan, yep. <laughs> Ooh, don't... <laughs> I got Google search that. See what that comes up. Okay, hold on. Oh no, (laughs) ship it. Yo, B one. What comes up when I? I don't think it's gonna. It didn't come up with anything. Okay, good. Um, so Yoda says, "Do or do not. There is no try." Luke says, "What's wrong with trying?" Luke just uh, Yoda looks down. Cuts to Obi Wan on Mustafar. Don't try it. And then you have. burning anakin and yoda just says trust me because <laughs> that was pretty much the last thing luke or uh, obi-wan said to anakin before yeah. he tried to flip over Don't him and he cut it. off <laughs> is that like when um burning Ob- or burning anakin like burning godzilla <laughs> i'm not i'm not 100 sure what okay, that means well the joke has passed so anyways okay. <laughs> um- <laughs> what other memes you got Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you have a, a a helicopter labeled Maul and then on the ground are, the helicopter does not have any landing gear. The landing gear is on the ground and it just says his legs. And then you have uh, the guy who plays the Flash in the TV show <laughs> giving the peace up sign from his own meme where he's in front of a gravestone but the gravestone's not there it's just the guy from the flash holding a lightsaber in the, the same hand where he's giving the peace sign and that's labeled obi-wan <laughs> that's a good combination of memes i like that <laughs> this one just says the slave one be like and then it's a it's like the uh the rio de janeiro rio de janeiro jesus statue with its arms out but he's got two glocks on his legs the slave what? one the slave one oh yeah <laughs> the slave one is uh Django and boba fett's ship and it's like a it's like I've stands upright <laughs> it stands upright but it has like cannons at the oh, bottom man, it's shaped like that it kind of looks like a jesus nightlight because of the the it backing does. on him <laughs> he's glowing <laughs> you're glowing jesus you're just glowing <laughs> you're glowing <laughs> You look fabulous yeah. today, Jesus. You're glowing. It's like me. Well, we're getting dipping way into <laughs> blasphemy this episode. Oh, actually, swoop, swoop through them I lightsabers. Through all of my memes. Okay. Why do I always have to describe the, the visual? I can't describe. I just want you to see them. Yeah, I so, I saw this one. So, this is funny. So, so yeah. we have three images. We, we have. pretty much get this. This meme gets updated it's every so show good. at this point. So we have the image of uh, Vader stabbing Reva in Obi Wan, and we also have the image of Reva stabbing the Grand Inquisitor uh-huh. in Obi Wan, and then we have a screen grab of Shin Hati. Uh, stabbing Sabine in Ahsoka, and the next image is a very popular image of a man at a football at a okay, soccer game. Yeah, Australian football yeah. Or, or European. With his hands on or his hips the rest of the world's football. With his hands on his hips, and he just looks pissed. He's just got like the frowniest face. Metric football. <laughs> yeah, um, the frowniest face, and some photoshopped ghost Qui Gon did over it. The joke being, all three of those characters survived, and Qui Gon died. Yeah. So this is, uh, it says, nobody, blank space, rebel inquisitors, and it's 
the it's an image from that spun the band geeks episode of SpongeBob where the flag twirlers <laughs> spin so quickly that they fly. So good. <laughs> so good. Infamously, the rebel, the quizzers, only in rebels, never in any other form. Only I in we're rebels. Get one last. I, I yes. They have. I need another helicopter. Their light, their double sided lightsaber spins, and in rebels, they can use it to fly like a helicopter. Just spinning. That's a good trick. Okay, I've got one more meme. They got two more. Okay, give me both of yours. Or don't. Who's your favorite Star Wars Rebels character? Uh-huh. Classic. It's a pile of ash. Classic. Implying it's Kanan because he got exploded. All right. Do you have your last one? Oh, yeah. Here's my last one. It just says... Well, okay. So the caption is, those two Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. And I don't know what this is from, <laughs> but it's... I love that meme. It's very poorly animated M&Ms. With like faces and what and if they're you haven't laying... seen the M&M mascots before, but I don't know what this is from. Oh, okay, so like, it's the M&M mascots, red and yellow. But it's not. They're not. This is this is like Gary's mod level. This is like <laughs> this is like it is very very uh, low polygonal. polygon. This very is not low. official animation, and the red one is laying on the ground with his eyes like in the wrong spot of his face, frowning and. And the yellow one's like crouched down next to him. And the yellow one says, you good? And the red one says, no. <laughs> so if you already forgot, it's been 10 minutes since I tried to describe this image. The <laughs> caption was, those two Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. Infamously, in Return of the Jedi, one Ewok gets shot. Another one like stops and like checks on him. And Dude, he's not alive. We are getting Return of the Jedi from a certain point of view. Uh -huh. They're going to have a chapter. I know it. Actually, it's out. Uh -huh. They have a chapter. I, I predict it. <laughs> um, here's my last one. Um... Dad arrested for fighting middle schoolers. <laughs> Booked into CD, CCCD, dude. You want to explain who the who's in that uh, photo? So it's just some video. It's uh, I guess a screenshot from the video, and it's Zeb, and someone has also Zeb as this dad, and someone has photoshopped Ezra, Sabine, and Chopper in as the middle schoolers. <laughs> Oh man, so good. It feels like it'd be more accurate if it was Kanan because he's constantly like fighting them to train them, or <laughs> or could have been Thrawn too. <laughs> um, oh, oh, I almost actually texted these to my mom. That would have been really funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we are going to guess which meme the other one made. Which meme? Which meme? Which meme from Shmeem Shmeen did Home, make? Homegrown, handcrafted, organic Shmeen. <laughs> Um, and I also uh, posted on Facebook today when I posted the memes from last week um, that our meme is getting pretty dank ferric. Mm. I thought that was really funny because dank ferric is the Mandalorian's well, swear crap. word. The Mandalorian's swear word. And um, while I'm waiting for Rachel to send me her memes. Oh, you sent them to me. Okay. No, I did not. Oh, oh I sent them to I sent mine to you. <laughs> Send them to me. I'm working on it. Uh, <laughs> um, don't leave us a meme. I'm sorry. Don't leave us a review on Amazon. <laughs> Rachel's mom tried and it hasn't Be showed nice up to yet. Her. <laughs> I'm not blaming her, but that's not a good place to leave a review. Do it on Apple Podcast. Do it on I don't I don't Do know uh, Spotify or wherever you are. Uh, else you're listening to your podcast. I didn't to mean pod. to send this, but it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we've got. You go so you didn't make the, the screenshot. So we've got charcuterie board, star charcuterie board. We've got cryptocurrency. We've got 
zoom in on this. Um, you've got Maul and his legs as a helicopter. You've got Qui-Gon being disappointed that everyone else survived being stabbed. You've got favorite Star Wars Rebels characters. You've got Dad arrested for fighting for Millskillers. So you've done a previous news one. And so I'm trying to figure out if you would if you would so bold face do it again. It feels like you, but also uh, Gosh, this this game is I'm hard, stuck. man. This game is hard. I'm I'm gonna guess the dad arresting arrested for fighting middle schoolers one. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's funny. It's really it's original. I like that it. it's original, and I like the inclusion of, <laughs> of especially Chopper in the background cheering. That's good. I like it. Okay, I improved two five and three five and two. It's not the slave slave one because I've seen that one. Unless you photoshopped the guns. The guns are new for me. I, I wouldn't claim a meme just by adding one detail. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, this week on the pod, you didn't even know, we've got Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, wait, we were already at five and two. We were at four and two last week. Oh, yeah. We were already at five and two each. So now I'm at six and two. So don't worry too much about losing because five and three is not bad. Athena, come help me. <laughs> she's too, she passed she's, out she's, over there. She's crashed. Passed her to bedtime. I think you're going to say like an expiration date joke. Oh no. Like, Get out of my apartment. Ah, <laughs> uh, you got to, you check that off for the week. Uh. You've got a one in six chance. It's pretty good. Ignore the first three. The first three are just screenshots. Did you send me the screenshots? I thought I did. Uh, I thought I thought I sent you all nine that I had. Everything she does dies. Everything she touches dies. Taylor Swift's security go- yeah. guard is those droidicas. And 10th level thousands of battle yeah. droids are all screenshots. So ignore those. And, yeah. Um, I'm going to plug um, a Star Wars track that I discovered this week. Um, uh, from the Star Wars Clone Wars uh, soundtrack, it's a track called Jedi Eulogy. It's a very beautiful piece. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Rachel's lip is quivering. I'm so scared, Cameron. <laughs> well, it's uh, just look. Let, you have to let go of fear. Fear and anger gives temporary. No, I'd be a really good Sith. <laughs> gives temporary strength, but it makes you lose your footing, as Ahsoka said in this episode classic jedi i did not make the rebel inquisitors one Damn it! i am honored i think that joke is hilarious i made the m&ms one for real i <laughs> swear i've seen that one before you, i the image existed but yeah. i added the caption i thought i'd seen one with the similar it's possible but i i'd never seen it before no the, no, no that's okay. the caption saying. the caption that was originally on there was my last two brain cells <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of feels like trying to make a meme at the last no. second. No. Okay. Well, I'm going all out and, for next you know, week. So. You're still close enough that next week, you never know. It could always change anyway. Mm. As our weekly reminder, mm. Caleb is still 0-2. So. I'm devastated. This is, this is, oh, this is the worst. Athena, uh. <laughs> Athena, edit that out. <laughs> edit that out. Edit in Rachel saying the correct answer. Edit that out. 
As always, thank you so much to Caleb Jacoby for our intro and outro music. It continues to be a pivotal element of this podcast. It was a really great inclusion in Megan's fan content. Thank you to Megan for the fan content. Uh, props to Rachel for our artwork and Twitter account at Rebels Robot Pod. Uh, props to Kevin for running our Facebook group. Uh, our Facebook page, yeah. not our group. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Athena for editing this. Uh, give us something to read on the pod. Leave a review, tweet, or DM us memes or opinions. This is Cameron and Rachel signing off saying, Rebels and Robots stars Cameron and Rachel may be the face of Star Wars podcasting, but they're also proud of Transformers ties. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. Good night. (laughs) Good night. This is good. This is good. I hit stop on the wrong thing.